This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. I, um, I have a couple of scriptures that I want to read. I would want to start with Luke 5 verse 16. This is when Jesus walked this earth. I think those who lived then had a great privilege to see him in the flesh. I often wish that I could have been one of them, but we also have a great privilege in this generation. Uh, Luke 5 verse 16, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray in seclusion. Luke 6 verse 12, now at this time, Jesus went off the mountain to pray, and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. And then when he came down from that mountain, he chose his 12 disciples. So before he chose his disciples, he he prayed for the whole night. Matthew 4 verse 13 When Jesus heard about John, he left there privately in a boat and went to a secluded place. But when the crowds heard of this, they followed him on foot from the cities. So John the Baptist was beheaded. He was the cousin of Jesus. Jesus was as much man as he was God. So I would assume that the news of John being beheaded was was difficult for Jesus And also, it wasn't necessarily safe to be where they were. So so Jesus left, but but it says he he left privately. I think he needed a moment with God after his cousin was beheaded, I would guess. Matthew 14, verse 23, after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. So Jesus heard that John was beheaded. He tried to get away privately, but he couldn't because the crowds were following him. And instead of being irritated, like many of us would have been, (laughs) even though his heart was sore, he had compassion on these crowds that were following him. And and the miracle of the the fish and the bread happened and 5,000 people were fed And after that, he did go alone by himself in seclusion to pray. Mark 1 verse 35, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went out to a secluded place and was praying there. Luke 9 verse 18, now it happened that as Jesus was praying privately, The disciples were with him, and he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? I'm sure we get the point. (laughs) You know, we, we look at the life of Jesus, the, the short time that he had on this earth, and, and we see that ever so often he had to go And he had to be alone with his father. 
And Jesus was not as privileged as we are to have a house. <laughs> so he went into the wilderness. And when he was in a house, he left the house. And he went up to the mountain. And he spent time with Father God. The message this morning is so simple. <laughs> but if we grasp it, it can change our lives forever. Let's just pray. Father, we come to you this morning, God, and, and, and Lord, I'm, I'm so aware of, of the word that Bianca brought, God, that without you, Lord Jesus, we are nothing, Lord. God, and, and, and we are nothing without you, Lord. We can, we can truly do nothing without you, let alone anything of of eternal value, Lord, but but with you, God, we are so much. With you, Lord, we are. There's so much. There's so much to know. There's so much to explore. There's there's such depth, Lord, never-ending depth, Lord. And and this morning, Father, we are crying out to you. We are crying out to you. Meet with us, Lord. Penetrate our hearts, change our minds, God, and, and show us who you are, Lord. God, when we see you one day, we shall be like you, God, but show us today already, Lord, what we cannot see it. Show us, Lord, so that we can become like you, even on this earth already, Lord, the light and the salt, the hope. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus is he's on the on the mountain and, and, and he's 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 teaching the people and he speaks about prayer and and, and and he speaks from 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 a life of prayer that he lives. So he's not he's not teaching them ever anything that he's not doing himself. And then Jesus says to them, But when you pray Go into your most private room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And the Greek word in that scripture for pray, I have no idea how to pronounce the Bible tells us how to, re you know, it's the, the Spiritful Life Bible tells us how to pronounce it, but still I, I seem not never to be able to. I will attempt it. Prosyukomai. <laughs> I'm not going to, to, to repeat it. <laughs> but the meaning of that word is making a vow, invocation, request. Now, a vow is to dedicate to someone or something uh, and especially a, a, a deity. So, you know, we, we are familiar with vows when we get married. Uh, and, but, but a vow can also be, be made to God. And then I want to focus on this word entreaty, which means an earnest or humble request, a plea, an appeal, a petition, a cry from the heart. So... What Jesus is saying, Jesus says, I don't want you to pray like the Pharisees. 
and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law, where everyone can see you and, 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 and go, oh God, thank you for blessing me and, and, and making such a good impression. Now let's just stop there for a moment because we, 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 are, we often judge the Pharisees, don't we? <laughs> I, I saw this, this beautiful, the visual Bible, Matthew, um, everybody my age will know it very well because they made the movie here in Paul and, and at the Rhodes um, Memorial. And some of us were even in the movie, not me, but many of us when we were students, remember, see us were even in the movie. Now the movie is, what, 20, 25, uh, 20, 20 odd years old and many, many of us may, may not even know about it. But I watched it again this weekend and... Um, you know, I, I, I looked at the Pharisees on, on this movie and I, I, I thought, yes, you, you brood of vipers, you snakes. And I, I just felt that God said, you know, you judge so easily. <laughs> you are so much like them. <laughs> like, okay, God, just, I'm sorry. I, I, yes. You know, but, but, but um, you know, we don't, we don't have really street corners in our culture where people stand and pray, but... But yet we, we are prone to do things to impress. Let's just be honest with ourselves. We are, we are prone to that. And Jesus says, prayer is not about what is seen. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's not about even, it's, you know, eloquency in words is of no value to God. May I say that? He doesn't care for that at all. He says, prayer is about this. Going in secret, when no one can see, it's only you and God, and it could be your cat or your dog, that's fine, your hamster. <laughs> and, and, and he says, this is where you, you make earnest or humble requests, where you make pleas, where you appeal, where you, you, where you request, where you petition, where you cry from the heart. So he's saying... When you pray, I want intimacy. You think this is intimacy? Crying from the heart, earnestly appealing, requesting. He says, this is what I want from you. And you know, as, as, as I was preparing for this message, and, and this is just the way that God works with me, and, and, and don't compare yourself, because we are, we are indeed all extremely different, and, and we all have a different, God has a different way of, of working with us, but when I prepare for a message like this, and increasingly so, I find that God won't give me anything to say, He will give me scripture to share, and then He will want me to just spend time with Him in prayer, <laughs> And the preparation for this sermon, there's nothing much to say on this paper. Just, I'm just reading scriptures. The preparation comes from praying for this church. And I spent, and I had 
the, I had the awesome opportunity now, which one does not always have, to have a lot of time and just spending that time just in the prayer closet, just closing my door, locking my door, ignoring my phone, ignoring the doorbell, and just praying earnestly, being shut in with God and praying for the people here this morning. That we will see God and that we will hear, that we will have eyes to see and ears to hear. And that we will understand God is longing for us. He is longing for us. And we don't even realize you know, I, and I said this last time when I was preaching as well, and, and um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to say it again. I have so many regrets, and I know we love the slogan, no regrets. <laughs> and, and I know there are different personality types, and I know some personality types move on much quicker than other personality types. And, and I personally, I think I'm a very complicated personality, and, and I see it in some of my poor children. They are just like me, and, and I pray more for them than for the rest because I, I see the same complicated. You know, people who are very loud and extroverted often have much inward conflict. I've learned this. I'm definitely one of those people. And, and one of my regrets, you know, I've been in, in, in what we would call the full-time ministry, which is perhaps not the best vocabulary in our culture, but I've been in the full-time ministry for almost 20 years and and pastoring churches together with my husband and and I so regret that so often people would come to me for counsel for advice and I I said this last time forgive me I'm, I'm repeating myself but I'm working through this I'm wrestling with God through this and I'm almost there <laughs> where I can let it go but I so regret trying to fix people, trying to give them good advice, even from the Bible, and, and, and trying to bring them hope and, and trying to heal them, while I myself was so broken and so wretched. Not because I had some obvious or very bad sin in my life. My life was okay, you know, it was fairly godly. But because I could do nothing for them. I should have told them, you go and you shut your door and you spend three hours with God. I so regret that. And I know there's a place for giving good advice. And I know there's a place for godly counsel. And I know we need counselors in the church. And I'm all for that. But my approach changed completely. You know, and God took me out of the full-time ministry for a season. I'm running a small business now. That's a challenge. But I love it. 
because God took me out and he's teaching me, teaching me, teaching me. I'm spending more time with him than I ever have because I have this opportunity now. And when people come to me, and I've had this lately, God would send people to me and they would say, my marriage is falling apart. This is falling apart. And I tell them, I know what you should do. You go to God and you press in and you stay with him and you wait on him until you experience him. And it does not take five minutes. He's asking for our time. He's asking for our time. Good, quality, focused time. I'm going to say it another time. He's asking for our time. And we are not giving it to him. And I don't want to bring, you know, I, 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 I don't want to be legalistic. And I don't want to be religious. And I don't want to bring condemnation because in God, there is no condemnation. There is only liberty. But I have to say this. You know, we, we are saying why we are, we are speaking about revival. And, and, and I hardly ever speak about revival because I'm, I don't feel confident to speak about revival in our culture. And even in our church culture. And, and we speak about the persecuted church. And, 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 and please, everything that I'm sharing this morning, I am including myself. And I am including my family. As I said when I started out, there's so much that I have to work on in my life. But let me just say this. We, we speak about the persecuted church and we say, oh, how they suffer and how we feel for them. But yet, we feel comfortable to spend our time on Netflix, to spend our time on soapies, which is the ungodliest thing ever. It's full of, it's full of people not being faithful in their marriages, lying, deceiving, how, what will you do? And, and, and you know, this clip that we watch, it's David Wilkerson. He, 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 he's not alive anymore. He worked with drug addicts and, 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 and people from the street. And, and every sermon that he has, he's just pleading. And, 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 and I so understand his heart. He says, what will you do when Jesus comes back and you are sitting in front of a soapy? How will you feel? What will you tell him? Do you think it does not influence you? And we don't understand why we cannot hear the voice of God. We don't understand why we don't know what kind of decisions to make. And we run to people. Can you pray with me? Can you help me? And there's nothing wrong with that. But what I am saying this morning, and you and I can choose to do it or not do it. We can choose to take this word and 
apply it or not. The choice is up to you and me. But what I'm saying is you don't give God the time and I don't give God the time. That is why we are not hearing his voice. So I, 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 I want to ask us, go home today and write down how much time do we spend on TV and movies and with being social and how much time do we spend on Facebook and Instagram and how much time are we spending with God, the lover of our souls? How much time? I want hours and minutes, not a vague, exactly, write it down, how much time. God is longing to speak to us, to reveal to us, to show us the plan for our lives. But he will not do it if we don't make the time. He will not He's no one's fool. He's not a fool. God is not a fool. God is not going to give his precious secrets and his beautiful plans and his powerful revelations to a people who prefer movies and ungodly books who prefer that to him and his presence. He's not going to do that. Am I too harsh? <laughs> it's very quiet. <laughs> I just, I'm so overwhelmed with, let me read <clears throat> from Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. For by this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval. Verse 6 but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seeks him. You know what I have learned? And I believe that some of us here have learned it as well. Faith is not chanting, I believe that God will heal me. I believe that God will heal me. I believe that God will heal me. I believe that there will be revival. <laughs> Faith comes by spending time in the presence of God. Faith comes by seeking him earnestly and diligently and change comes by spending time in his presence and when we gather on a Sunday that is just fellowship 
And the word that comes on a Sunday, that is just confirmation of what God already said to us in the prayer closet. Do not think, precious brothers and sisters, <laughs> do not think that you can come to church every Sunday and never spend private time with God and know his heart. We cannot because Jesus could not. How can we if he could not? Jesus had a pressing need to be alone. He tried to be alone and the crowds followed him. And then he accommodated the crowds. But then he had to be alone. He had to be alone with his father. And he had no room where he could shut the door. So he went to the mountains and into the wilderness. I'm not saying that we should go into the mountains. I don't know how safe that is. You know, you get what I'm saying. He had to be alone with God. And that was his pleasure. That was his delight. That was his joy. And if we want to know if we want to have a picture of that alone time with God, go to the book of Song of Solomon. That's a picture of being alone with God. It's a pleasure. It's a joy. But it takes time. It's, it's something that we grow in. You know, see, I said last week that was such, such an excellent sermon and it meant so much to me personally and I would encourage you to go and, and listen to it. He said marriage is, 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 is a, a, an analogy of, of Christ and the church. And, and, and it's also a covenant relationship. And when we speak about marriage... All of us who've, who's been married for a while will know that that relationship needs time. We need time together. We need intimacy together for that to work, for that to bear fruit. There's no way that I can ignore Anton Monday to Saturday and on Sunday I want to spend time with him. And then again on Monday, it's fine. I'll just not, it doesn't work. <laughs> a marriage that is blessed, a marriage that is fruitful, a marriage that, 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 that brings joy is one where there is a, a constant relationship. And sometimes there's a wrestling now we have that one song from, I don't know who, I'm not ever good with, I never know who sings what, but it goes, Lord of hosts, you with us, with us in the fire, with us as a shelter. And, 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 I lost my train of thought now. It'll come back to me. But the fact of the matter is, oh, it says, Lord of hosts, wrestle us and win. 
See, there's, there's a relationship. There's a time when we go to God in the closet and we wrestle with him. But that is the only place where we change. We don't change otherwise. That is why he says, my law is written on your heart. Because that is how we change. <laughs> we are changing by being in his presence. And that takes commitment. You know, I... I as I said, and, and I sorry, I keep on referring to this, but my family left on, on, on Thursday afternoon, and I was alone with God. And I said, God, I want to know you. I want to experience you. I want to have intimacy with you, Lord. And I just, there was just nothing. I, I felt nothing. And I was worshiping, I was reading the word. I was praying the whole of Thursday, the whole of Friday, just pressing, 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 pressing in with God, waiting on him. And Saturday morning, it was as if I had a visitation. He was there. I, 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 I felt it. I knew it. I experienced him, and my heart just just opened up, and I, I just received him. And he showed me the thing that Bianca said, one of the things that she said, without me, you are nothing. And he showed me my own, my own shortcoming, which is so severe. But then he showed me his goodness and his mercy and his love and his power and his authority. And he said, I want to use you, but I want you with me. I want your time. I want your time. And the scripture here says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. How, how do we get this faith? How do we, where do we find this faith? We find it by spending time in the word, by spending time with him, by pouring out our hearts to him, by wrestling with him. And, and that is seeking him diligently. And earnestly, and then there, there is the reward. There is the reward. There is the reward. You know, I am, I am always uh, surprised when people say, God is not emotional. You know, people say, oh, God is not emotional. Have you read the Old Testament? <laughs> Have you read the Old Prophets? Isaiah, Jeremiah, Hosea. God is extremely emotional. I mean, how can anybody say he's not emotional? All the women here are so liberated now. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and God, and, and when you read the Old Testament and the Old Prophets, it's almost all the same. 
it's like I'm reading it all over again. It's a different book, but I think it's the same book that I'm reading. It's all the same. It's God wooing Israel and, 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 and constantly telling the, them, I want you. I'm longing for you. I, 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 I want you for myself, but you, you, you desert me. You reject me. And, and he calls Hosea to do a very, very radical, extremely hard thing. He says, you go and you marry a prostitute and you know what I will feel like. You will know what I feel like. I am angry. I am jealous. I am frustrated. I want you, but you don't want me. And I'm longing for you. That has not changed. God did not change. God is looking. I'm convinced. God is looking at the persecuted church, which we claim we care for and we don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, we claim that we are concerned. We are not. We'd rather sit and watch a movie than spend the time in prayer for the persecuted church. Let's not lie to ourselves as a whole. I know some individuals are earnestly seeking God. And, 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 and God, is, God is longing for us. He hasn't changed but he looks at the Western church with all our privileges and our very, very comfortable lives. And he says, I cannot because you won't give me your time. You will not. And you know what happens in the presence of God? He shows us things and he says to us things that we will never hear otherwise. That will not make sense that we would never figure out without him. And in that place, he says, I empower you. I give you authority and I trust you. I trust you. Listen to this. Listen to the scripture. Jeremiah 33 verse 3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. There are, there are so many things that we do not know, we do, we do not understand, we, we cannot distinguish, but when we are in the presence of God, we will indeed, it will blow our minds this is the word that came this morning. This is the word that Bianca brought that will blow our minds. You know, when a, when a man is in love with a woman, a, we have so many students in Shofar, it's easy to just think of any couple. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and he looks at her and, and, and he has all these things that he wants to do for her and give her. But he needs her attention. Do you agree with me? I heard the song on the radio the other day, an old song. Uh, this is a lady singing to a man, and she says, Don't you know I'll be your substitute? <laughs> you know, she's, she's in love with this man, but he's in love with another woman. And she says to him, If you, I, I, take me, I'll be the substitute. And, 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 and when you take me, you will be amazed at everything that I have to offer. <laughs> you know, God says, I have so much. But if you don't.
don't give me your attention, I am not going to. I'm not going to show you. I'm not going to reveal it. You will know me if you give me the time. It's as simple as that. And you know, for some of us, we, we, we spend 10 minutes in the presence of God and then that's what we manage. I want to say that is okay. Just, just start. Just do it. This gathering is not for that purpose. This gathering is to, as a body, as a fellowship, to come together and celebrate His goodness together and share the gifts with each other. And this gathering is to carry each other's burdens and to pray for each other and to correct each other in love. And this word coming from this pulpit, as I said, is just to encourage and confirm this is not the intimacy that we need. Want to read the last scripture from Hosea 2, verse 19? And I will betroth you, Israel, to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in loving kindness and loyalty and in compassion. The Hebrew word there for loving kindness, it's pronounced something like chest, calls, it means love and loyalty, unswerving love. There's not an English word for it but it refers to undying devotion, love that continues no matter what happens. God says, I am in covenant with you. I have a covenant with you. No matter what happens, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you behind. If you have given your life to me, I'm going to, I'm going to go all the way with you. But you determine, you determine, you determine how deep you go with me. You determine how much of me will be known to you. And that takes time. And that takes focus. I know I should end. I'm, I'm almost finished. I know that some of us are in difficult circumstances. You know, I, I, I remember I remember when I had all my babies. I had five babies in a span of seven years. And I could not, I did not find this opportunity to spend this kind of time with God. But I did what I could. And to God, that was enough. He met me. He met me in that place. And he did reveal himself to me. I, 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 I'm so convinced 
that so much, I'm almost finished, I'm so convinced that so much of our walk with God happens and is established and is even, is even journeyed in prayer. And we just see the manifestation of that prayer. You know, I'm a mother like many of us here are parents. And I don't know how to parent. I was pretty confident until they became teenagers. I have three teenagers now. And suddenly, I had no idea. And books did not really help me. Not that I read much, a little bit. And, 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 and some things went wrong. Some things went wrong in our house. And I would have loved to share it with you, but that would not be fair towards my family. But let me stand here this morning and say, some things went horribly wrong. And we didn't know how to deal with it. And I started praying. I said, God, you know, I tried to lead the youth in some of our congregations. It was huge failure. <laughs> I am not anointed for teenagers. It's not my thing. <laughs> and, and I said, God, I don't know. And, and Anton doesn't seem to know either. We don't know. <laughs> and God's not going well. God, I'm crying out to you. And I would go when there's nobody at home in, in the morning, just when they go off to school. And, and, and I, I, would, I would sit in the house and I would cry out to God for these children. And my only battle, my only contribution was in prayer, constant, focused, enduring prayer. And the change came in the first child. She started spending time with God. She started spending time in the Word. Not because I told her to. Not because we, just because we prayed. And the more time she spends with God, I am amazed at the change that I see. I cannot believe it. Such change. Then the second one, I said, God, she needs godly friends. God, please, I don't know what to tell her. I don't know how to parent, but God, I'm praying. God, I'm, 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 I'm fighting this battle in the spirit. And lo and behold, the godly friends came. And the change came. And then the third one, I said, God, please, I don't know. <laughs> Please, God, this one, I don't know, Lord. God, I'm fighting this battle in the spirit. I am praying, God, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, give him a hunger for the word. And lo and behold, every evening he comes with his Bible. Will you read with me? This was never said. This was never, this was never forced on them. This, these were battles in prayer. We pray and the manifestation comes. We pray and the manifestation comes. This is as easy as that. So this is what I'm saying. Just fight these battles in prayer. With God alone in the prayer closet. 
come and bring every single thing. And you and I, we will change. We don't change by chanting. We don't even change by just worshiping on a Sunday. We change by the presence of God when we seek Him diligently and earnestly. It's true that He has a plan for every life here. God said to Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed in the womb. We love that scripture. But then He had a very hard life. He had a very tough call. He wasn't even allowed to get married. Go and read it. He, had a he was tortured. But he says, go and read it. He says, I don't want to do this anymore. But there's a burning, there's a burning in my heart. I'm sorry that I'm so loud this morning. There's a burning there's a burning, and that flame is kindled in the presence of God. That flame is that, that, that it will become a runaway fire, and there will be power, and there will be authority if He can trust us with His secrets. Those who will give Him. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.